the Lloyd's List Shipping Podcast. Welcome to the Lloyd's List Podcast for all the news that is shaping shipping. I'm Helen Kelly, Europe Editor-in-Chief at Lloyd's List, and today I'm with Linton Nightingale, Editor of the Intelligence Magazine and Container Industry Specialist. And we'll be talking about the launch of our Top 100 Container Ports project. Hello, Linton. Hello, Helen. So, Linton, for any of our listeners who don't know what the Top 100 Container Ports project is, could you briefly explain? Okay, so Lloyd's List's 100 Container Ports is seen as the definitive ranking of the world's box facilities. Um, the listing or rankings is run on container throughput terms, so essentially how many containers are handled by the world's largest ports. Um, the annual report provides detailed analysis of each port ranking, key terminal information, as well as insight on the challenges and opportunities facing the sector. Um, the print copy will arrive with subscribers in a couple of weeks' time, but our online product is now up and running, which also includes our user-friendly online tool, um, allowing users to compare and contrast port rankings, view regional and national statistics, as well as historical TEU data. Mm, okay, quite interesting stuff. So what are the top headlines from this year? Bottom line and main take is a return to form. Um, moderate growth of the last few years in the 2-3% range um, was replaced with healthy growth of 6% with as much as well nearly 600 million TU handled by the top 100 ports this year. Um, although throughput increases were not quite the double digit plus percentage levels regularly achieved in the 90s and the early noughties, um, a near return to form was welcome nonetheless. Um, the health of key global economies helped to buoy global, con global containerized trade and ports reaped for rewards. Okay, so does that mean that growth was fragmented and what were the main drivers behind this growth? Um, volume growth was not total, it wasn't everywhere, um, mm -hmm. far from it. Um, whether box numbers fell on the back of trade sanctions, geopolitical forces, or revamped alliance schedules or apparently endless carrier consolidation and with it the dwindling customer base for ports clearly risks remain um, in the container port sector but nevertheless the big story in 2017 was the return of strong growth at china's colossal container complexes driving global figures skywards um, as ports capitalize on the country's trade recovery and I guess it will come with a little surprise that Shanghai was once again top of the pile um, as the world's number one. However, even by its own standards, last year it was rather special. Uh, not only did Shanghai record its highest level of growth since 2011, um, with volumes up 8.3%, it also became the first ever container port to eclipse handling figures of 40 million TU for the calendar year. Um, the 3.1 million TU gained over 2016 alone was more than nearly half of the entries compiling this year's top 100 listing. Okay, so Linton, can you put that into some global perspective for us, please? Um, okay, so Shanghai handled more than 10 times the amount of Felixstowe and more than double that of Long Beach and LA combined on the US West Coast. Anyone, I guess, who has been to Shanghai knows that it's a site to behold, it's, it's ridiculously huge. But 
elsewhere in China. Um, there were impressive performances by Ningbo Zhusan, where they had double-digit growth, and there was also high single-digit growth in Ganju and Jimen. Sorry about my pronunciation. Um, and there was larger healthy growth among all Chinese ports, to be honest. Um, but a measure of just how well China was doing last year was even Hong Kong, which has steadily, steadily slid down the rankings um, since it was actually the world's largest port in 2004. Um, it too achieved an upswing in traffic last year of nearly 5%. But the big Chinese movers on rankings terms of actually of a smaller variety, namely Tang Shan and newcomer to our listing this year, Zhuhai. Um, the latter, which has seen significant investment in its infrastructure in recent years, saw volumes rise by staggering 70%, um, making its ranking rankings debut this year. So does that mean that China really is dominating our rankings? Absolutely. So, I mean, if you consider that China now has as many as 22 entries among the global top 100, it just shows its dominance over the sector and how important it is to global containerized trade. Fundamentally, if China's economy is ticking along nicely, then so is global box trade. Um, I've got a figure here that says that combined China's ports handled two, nearly 230 million TU in 2017, which represents nearly 40% of the share of overall top 100 throughput. Mm. Um, but yes, China's dominance was key, but there was also strong showing from North America, um, particularly in the US, where ports continue to go off the back of strong economic growth in the country, but also South America, um, where key economies are beginning to recover. There was strong growth there also. Um, other points to take out from the report, the emerging markets gave a particularly strong showing, as you probably would expect, most notably in Southeast Asia, um, Vietnam and Thailand, for example, where manufacturing continues to boom, um, but also in India, as its country too begins to grow rapidly. And elsewhere, you've got um, Bandar Abbas and Iran performed strongly um, as sanctions were eased last year, but with further trade restrictions, imposed on the country um, of course this is only expected to be a short-term trend yeah absolutely i mean uh, we would expect um throughput there to potentially go down with those additional trade sanctions that the us is looking to put on the country there but what about those ports that didn't perform so well in terms of regions all reported healthy volume growth with only really the mediterranean and northern europe um, not performing as well as everywhere else um, and there's only moderate growth levels posted, but of course this is also due to the level of maturity in, this, in the region, um, particularly that of uh, Northern Europe. Um, although there were also some strong performances here, I mean, Gdansk having lured direct Asia Europe calls from rival in, rivals in the Northern range, um, that did particularly well and also it made its rankings debut this year, and in the Med Piraeus, which is obviously now owned by Costco, having pulled in carrier affiliated traffic. There's a lot more traffic going through there, but was last year, sorry. And Tanja Med, um, as transshipment traffic there, also continues to grow. But also in Barcelona, um, that was actually the Mediterranean and Europe's largest, sorry, fastest growing port last year, benefiting from both a resurgent Spanish economy 
and industrial action at rival ports which diverted traffic to its terminals. Okay, so for some of those ports that didn't perform so well, what were some of the reasons behind that? What were some of the drivers? Okay, so those that didn't perform well, some of the ports in oil-dependent de oil nations saw volume growth weaken. Um, however, it was really those that have lost services as a result of carrier consolidation and further rejigging of carrier alliances, which has taken a large chunk of traffic away from a number of ports. The best example here, um, highlighted in the report, is Corfacan in uh, the United Arab Emirates, which saw throughput numbers essentially slashed in half, having lost its second biggest um, liner operator customer, UASC, um, which was obviously absorbed by Hapag Lloyd. But there were other ports that suffered at the expense of carrier consolidation and alliance reshuffling. How about the rankings then? Did these change significantly? Um, well, as I mentioned previously, Shanghai held on to top spot and among the top 10 ports there was little movement or indeed actually none at all. Um, China's strong growth meant that they held their own at the top of the rankings and Dubai too, despite only marginal volume gains last year. But elsewhere there was significant movement, ups and downs as you'd expect amid varying fortunes across the global regions and a few new entrants, as I've highlighted already, but there are more. However, rather than go through these individually, um, if you want to know how your local port fared or ports of interest fared, then have it, head over to our website now and you can have a look. Yeah, sure. So I know we've only just released our rankings for this year, but are there signs of further strong growth at the world's top ports in 2018? Um, okay, so in the first half of the year, healthy volume growth has carried over from last year with ports reporting strong cargo volumes. Um, but as ever, there are risks that threaten to destabilise positive trade sentiment. Um, and actually earlier this week, I raised this very question to a couple of analysts. And uh, first up, you'll hear when I spoke with Petter Sand, the Chief Analyst at Shipping Association, FIMCO. I think if we look at the, the remainder of the year right now, it's a, it's 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 all positive. We are in the middle of uh, of the peak season, uh, with uh, with cargoes uh, coming into uh, to uh, the North American continent, and certainly also uh, to some extent still also uh, uh, growing into to Europe. Uh, but uh, but the main risks, of course, relates to the trade war, and uh, we we may see a, a significant uh, uptick in terms of uh, tariff goods being impacted uh, in uh, in September, when the U.S. list for 200 billion uh, is likely to come into force. And I think the the, the ports have have prepared them well for for massive amounts of, of capacity over the past couple of years. So so naturally, uh, the ports, of course, will uh, be affected in terms of uh, lower levels of throughput when uh, when the trade war uh, continues. But, of course, we also need to focus on, on, on the, the fact that there may be just a little bit of silver lining in here where we are likely to see uh, some other ports. It could be other places in the Far East Asia, uh, outside uh, China, that may see growing container throughput simply due to the fact that some uh, importers of, uh, of, of goods may find new ways of sourcing their needs. I also spoke with Neil Davidson. Um, a senior analyst at Drury, who also raised concerns over the uncertainty caused by the ongoing US-Sino trade war. 
the underlying economic growth globally is is good this year. Uh, the IMF is forecasting something like 5% growth for the emerging markets and 2.5% uh, for the mature economies. The USA market is going well as well. So I think our forecast uh, of tw for 2018 of about 6.5% growth in container port volumes globally is still a, 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 res a resilient one. Big risk um, and the big uncertainty is, is the possibility of, of tariff-related trade wars. Um, and the key word there is uncertainty as much as anything else because um, at the moment, there's a huge amount of uncertainty, and that's the hardest thing for for industry and business to deal with. Um, if they know that the goalposts are set a certain way, even if they don't agree with them, at least they can adapt to it. But at the moment, the goalposts keep moving. Um, the outlook is uncertain, and uh, you know that's really what's driving um, inactivity at the moment because um, you know so many players are not really able to make decisions until they know um, with more clarity how this is going to pan out. So should the industry be worried about the US-Sino trade war then? I think it has to be, yes. I mean, um, certainly for US ports, uh, you know, the American ports are most at risk from this um, because there may well be a slowdown in volume um, if the worst comes to the worst. Um, there is some mitigation because there may be alternative sourcing. Um, you know, US importers and exporters may seek to to use alternative uh, countries to try, try and mitigate a little bit. Um, and then on a global basis, of course, what's likely is that the rest of the world will trade more with each other and the US becomes more isolated. Mm. Okay, and then just one final question, just in regards to other regions as well. Do you envisage any other regions that are gonna report strong growth in the foreseeable future? Well, I think, as ever, Asia is uh, is the main engine driving growth um, across the global ports industry. So uh, the strongest growth is likely to be um, across Northeast, Southeast Asia, but also South Asia in the form of India. Um, but uh, Australasia is, is also doing well, um, and Africa is growing relatively well, but from a from a low base. So I think there's a number of, of sources of, of uh, growth potential uh, looking forwards, but uh, yeah, the the caveat and the cloud of trade wars uh, is hanging over everything at the moment. So there you have it, positive signs, but caveats that could threaten the so-called return to form in the container port sector. Well, thank you very much, Linton, and thank you also to Peter Sand and to Neil Davidson uh, for agreeing to speak with us this week. Just a reminder to all our listeners that you can access the Top 100 Ports now via our website. That's at www.lloydslist.com. We'll also be at SMM in Hamburg early September, so do drop by and say hello. And there is still time to enter the Lloyd's List Global Awards held in London in December. For full details and to apply, go to our website. Thank you and goodbye. Goodbye.